Hi, this is Amber Dawn Fox, Officer Bella from The Walking Dead, and you're listening to The Movie Raid. It's time for The Movie Raid, and tonight's victim is actress Amber Dawn Fox, that has played in numerous things such as The Walking Dead and Snap, amongst many others. Hello. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. So what have we got working on so far? I know you've been busy working with classes, working with all kinds of different projects, and anything that you care to share that you are allowed to tell us right now? Sure, absolutely. So I actually just got finished yesterday filming on a feature film in Wilmington, North Carolina called Hair, Love, and Racism. Very relevant to a lot of things that are going on right now, but it's a comedy drama, so there's a lot of comedy in there, too, to kind of make light of the situation. But I play a neighbor to the main character. Are you still working on performances as well, or are you even actually might even consider doing some uh, teaching of your own? Oh, yes, absolutely. So I take acting classes constantly, but I've started actually doing a online teaching session teaching, like, the business side of acting, which is something that's missing from a lot of acting schools and stuff that I have learned along the way. I have a YouTube series, and it's on my website called Acting with Amber. Working in the film, and then as far as the business part of things, that's where a lot of actors don't entirely fully understand it. They may know some of the basics of it, but at the same time, they're they're going to be losing out more money than they are trying to get that money, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. I feel like, and it, like I said, it's something that's missing in acting schools. They teach the method of acting and getting into your character and how to audition and all that, but there's certain ways that you have to take headshots, and there's certain ways that you have to format your resume, and if you don't do it the right way, you look like an amateur. And so you don't know what you don't know, so I felt like it was something that needed to be put out there more. Now, has actors ever even gave you that kind of a, that notion that they might think you're an amateur because you're studying specific different side of the acting ability? It, it's like I said, if you don't know what you don't know, so you can look like an amateur and, and think you're doing the right thing. Or you know, I went through a lot of that, especially starting out. For me, I started out as an extra. So when I first started trying to get into speaking roles, I had a lot of people that looked at me like I was just a beginner and didn't know what I was doing. So once I started learning different things about the business is when I started getting looked at differently. So I'm trying to help other people do that as well. Yeah, did you ever carry that kind of emotion to when people started to think about you about that? But while you were focused on the business aspect of this, did you also carry that kind of emotion so you can use that on screen and even transform it into something else with your business side of sense of this? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything I've went through in my life that, you know, being looked at as an amateur or different life experience, I take all of that and put them into different characters depending on the situation. And it's always very difficult too because some people can take that to heart and kind of take it the wrong way. It's okay to take it to heart, but transform into something else, chant through something else that you're working right. on other projects. Exactly. But uh, unfortunately, you, you get offended by it, but don't, don't just get offended. Use it. Use that to your advantage. Okay. And yes, it, it's not a good feeling, but this is a perfect time to use it in acting or anything else that you're working with project-wise, that is where your energy comes from. That is where your energy can build and, and that's where, you know, the magic can happen and, you know, it's people, okay, let them think that you're an amateur. Let them think of this. You know, that that's where you prove yourself as an artist. Right, absolutely. You know, I always say in this business you have to have a thick skin but you can also use acting as therapy as well. Now, what aspect of, of the, the film industry do you feel most comfortable in and most adaptive for yourself even though you're taking this time to still continue to learn and, and to adapt after everything what part like which genre which which aspect of the film industry do you think most capable of at this point you know and it's changed over time i would have said that at the beginning of my career i was more comfortable with drama i was never comfortable with comedy but then i got cast in my first comedy film and it just came really natural to me even though i was scared to do it right now i've been having a lot of fun doing both 
genre. I think I still feel most comfortable in drama just because as a mom of three and someone in their 30s, I have so much life experience to pull from for drama. Uh, do you think oftentimes you have to be a, an observer of your own craft or even have to observe others of how they object you as well? Oh, absolutely. You know, you have to observe people to be a good actor and a funny story is that's exactly what I did when I worked on Walking Dead and I was just considered a featured extra on the show but had, you know, good camera times. And that was so close to the beginning of my career that I spent so much time on that set watching the main actors of that show and learning from them. And half of the things I've learned, I didn't learn in class. I learned on set watching other actors. And that's also a tricky thing too because other people were like kind of awe-inspired sometimes once they get a big kind of break in the way having to play, even if it's a minor character in a very well-known established TV show and they're watching these main main players at the same time it can be a little bit tricky because you're kind of gonna like mimic them trying to be just as them but and but you have to be yourself you have to get your own right. crap but still observe how the kind of method of how things go how they perceive it as mm -hmm, yeah, and when I got ideas of you know how to get in character and things like that but you always have to bring yourself to the character they say that like what I'm studying a book that I'm studying right now specifically says you kind of bring yourself to every character imagine yourself in those circumstances and i definitely agree with that you always have to you always have to keep going you always have to keep it on because there's so many endless varieties of characterization endless situations endless of everything you can mix it you can manipulate it you can be over exaggerated you can be under exaggerated there's so many ways to how to do this and you you have to study everything so that way you can get an idea i'm not gonna say prepared because you really can't always be prepared for every type of an emotion because it's, it's always unpredictable. Right. You, can, you can prepare more for auditions, but when you get on set it's a lot of it has to do with you know interacting with the other characters and feeding off of them. And it's about connectivity between your mm -hmm. co-stars as well. It, it doesn't matter whether they're right. the big players, it doesn't matter if they're the minor key players, so it doesn't matter if they're the extras. You have to be in the environment, you have to adapt with everybody around you and feed off that same energy. If, if no one is on the same energy or the same type of plane, it will crash and you're going to crash and you're not going to give your full 100% of the role. Yeah, I agree. Experiencing different emotional moments, do you think it's best to use these moments as examples to further give an enhanced experience on other projects or that may not be entirely related to what you've been doing? Yeah, I would definitely say I try not to make any two of my characters exactly the same, but I can definitely pull up an emotion of something that I know worked on a past set. I might use it again for a different character but I try to bring something different to it at the same time. And then that it's always about the technique wise. You always gotta change it up and you could play the same character or same type of character, but you could always add something different on top of that layer. Even reverse the the, the role itself. Let's say you play as a gothic person, right? Let's say it's a gothic vampire, right. right? Okay. You've played as a gothic vampire before, right? Let's say that. But this time you're adding some new background. You're adding like maybe this one has a different ability. Maybe maybe this one has a different love interest or maybe it's a completely anti maybe he's the hero or she's a hero right and it's really funny just changing your character's backstory can do so much to your character without even you realizing it because they came from a different place so they're gonna have a completely different personality than the last one you played and it's always about how tricky it could be it's also based on you it's not entirely like rather or not if, if the director's doing it well rather or not if it's written well it's all about the atmosphere and, and how you perceive in the atmosphere that you're acting upon and how your character is 
going to be involved with everything. Absolutely. Having to you know, learn so many different techniques, do you think it's best to even teach yourself to comply and even adapt where to take yourself, in, including the roles that you are about to perceive or even consider? Um, you know, I feel like with every actor, they're probably going to have a different answer to this. I've studied a couple of different techniques, but I don't really use one technique every time. It kind of really depends on who I'm working with, who the character is. I've read so many books and taken so many different classes. I kind of probably have come up with my own technique almost as like a mixture of all the different ones and what works best for me. Would you take your resume, let's say being known in a TV show like The Walking Dead, would you actually use that as a mention, as a reference, or would you actually keep that at the bottom so that people can recognize you as other types of roles and other types of personality, but still keep that as a good reference too, but still know that this is what I also play too without actually, you know, boosting, so to speak. Right. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. It's, and it's funny because the first thing that people do know me from is Walking Dead, and that was a featured extra role like six years ago now at the beginning of my career. And I've done so much more since then. I never mind bringing it up if someone asks. It's not the first thing I tell people nowadays. It's not listed on my resume because I have done bigger roles, maybe not bigger shows, but the roles I have done. I've done lead roles in feature films that are on Amazon Prime and stuff, but I'm not ashamed of mentioning that I was an extra in Walking Dead because it was the role that made me know I wanted to go further in the industry. So, like I said, I will talk about it as much as somebody wants to, but it's not the first thing I bring up. To get you out there, but at the same time, you really wanted to get your all your other projects because all those other projects that you were involved with are just as important. It doesn't matter if it's a low-budget, B-side thing. That was a mm-hmm. part of your reel, and having to mention this first, well, I mean, that's good. That helps, but at the same time, you got to have like everything else on your belt to present on the table too. It's like this is what I was, this is what I am, this is what I right. was featured as, and so forth and so forth. Not just oh, this is what I was most famed for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A mentality of how you perceive other roles too, because when people are, are just noticing this, and again, it's, it's great. It's it's really fantastic that you're you're in this and that you got this mm-hmm. particular opportunity. But at mentality wise, it can really affect you over time. It might even affect you having to even perform well because of all this publicity specifically about one or two of the projects that may have struck a chord in certain mediums. It can get in people's head that, oh, she only does extra work. Oh, she only does the really small roles. So I like to mention the fact that I worked really hard over the last six years to get past that extra phase and work my way up in the industry. In today's society, I mean, it may not seem as a big deal now, or at least not the most today's events, but having to progress. And how do you continue to progress on some of these different mediums when when you have to venture to something else as far as characterization goes if you, instead of being stuck in one area. And that did happen because right after Walking Dead, the only offers that I was getting was for horror and thrillers, which is great. I love doing horror. I love doing thriller, no problem. But as scared as I was to move over to comedy or to do something else, it was kind of hard to get people to see me as someone who could do that. So the way that I found I could progress was taking a lot of acting classes. I did some improv classes, which specifically help with comedy and I started doing monologues and posting them on my YouTube page so that I could send directors hey this is my demo reel you can see that I've acted in a lot of horror and thriller type but I also have some comedic reels up there please consider me for your project and eventually they started taking a look and giving me a chance to audition and and now I've done three feature films that are considered comedy so 
been fun. Which affects you the most? Do you think it's the genres and the projects that you're involved with as far as the characterization goes, or do you think the audience is what really is the most that you need to be affected by or, or give that effect back? I, I would say a little bit of both. I love being able to affect people and their emotions when they watch the audience, but I also, a lot of times, will choose a project based on the character. If I get a choice, I love to dig into the characters that are completely different from myself, whether it's a character in a comedy or a drama or a thriller or whatever. I just really like playing different type of characters that are nothing like I am in real life. As far as choosing these roles and choosing these different characters, do you think sometimes that can also be uh, almost a risk uh, on its own too? Because let's say you choose something, let's say you were more horror and less drama that you played a lot of drama, but yet when you go into horror, it's going to be like a bear trap and people are not exactly uh, taking it in, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, that's always a risk you take with any project, especially with horror, because I feel like and it, with indie films, which is what I do a lot of, there's a lot more horror and thriller type indie films out there than there is other types. So you're always taking a risk of someone saying, oh, I've seen that before. She's just, you know, I'm just not getting it from her because I still see her as this other character she played in something else. In this business, there's always a risk of completely failing at a project or a role or something not happening. And I really try not to think too much about that. I just go into each role and give it what I can. And if they like it, great. If they don't, I try to move on to the next one because, like I said, again, you have to have a thick skin and, and try not to let things get to you too much. As far as working with the independent world, do you think this is the most effect that you can get out of without any kind of limitations and including even business-wise? Do you think business-wise, is that is that helping you well as, as an artist as well or, or does it help you in a different ways so that you can progress as this artist? For me, I, I love indie films, but I think I will always be someone who is wanting to be a part of indie films. So for me, it's more about the connections I make with the cast and crew I work with opposed to, you know, how many copies of this film are going to sell or where is this film going to end up at. For me, it's more, I just absolutely love acting. If I could do it every day, I would. So for me, it's just more about doing what I love versus success in the industry, I guess. You know, I try to, you know, make different business goals for myself and this is what I want to achieve with this project or this is what I want to achieve by the end of the year. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, especially right now with everything going on with COVID and stuff this year has been a little bit different and harder to plan because we're just now getting to the point where we can actually get back to filming on the independent level. So. I'll go and plug in any websites or anything that we can check out right now or anything that you care to add with that. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a website, amberdonfox.com, and I update it at least once a month and it's what I've been booked in and all that good stuff. It's got video clips and pictures and all that good stuff too. And then I'm on Facebook, Instagram as amberdonfox as well. The Haunting of Four Points is played the role in that one and then Investigation Discovery has a new show called Southern Gothic and they have reruns all the time and I was in episode 4 of that show and then there is a film Beasts of the Field but it's not been released yet sexually in film festivals so it should shortly be released on some kind of streaming site. And there you have it everybody that is actress Amber Dawn Fox. Thank you.